Hi and welcome to St Ninian's. My name's Stuart, I'm the Minister here and it's my pleasure to welcome you along today. Towards the end of our time this morning, we're going to share in communion. And so I would encourage you to get some bread or whatever you have handy and some wine or juice or again, whatever you have in your house and to join us together. So if you're watching on video, press pause now and go to the kitchen and collect some of that and come back and join us in a couple of minutes. You're invited to this table because God loves you. It's his feast, not mine. So if you want to, you're welcome to join us because God loves you, all of you, just as much as he loves me or anyone else. Every father, our father, our father, right in heaven, Hello be, be on earth. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be, be done, done on earth. As it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. The power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 Let's listen to our story for today as Douglas reads to us from John chapter 14. Our reading today is from John chapter 14 verses 15 to 21. The promise of the Holy Spirit. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Good morning. My name is Anne Thompson, and I'm one of the elders in St Ninian's LEP Church here in Stonehouse. This Easter season, we have been looking at the Gospel of John. A couple of weeks ago, we had a very interesting Bible study with our minister, Stuart, on the Gospel of John, and I felt that I read it with fresh eyes, as the symbolism and signs were pointed out to us and reflected back to the texts of the Old Testament. Last week, we looked at the first 14 verses of chapter 14, a reading that's usually reserved for funeral services, but instead we saw it as a lesson for living, its promise for life today. Jesus is trying to get down to basics with the disciples and trying to get them to grasp that there's not much time before he is arrested and tried and ultimately crucified. Do not be worried and upset, he says in the opening verse, but that's precisely what they were, worried and upset. He tells them in the famous verse 6, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to my father except through me. The Father and I are one. It's that simple. But 
Did the disciples really get it? Today the reading continues in chapter 14 in a similar vein. Jesus continues his speech to his disciples, his final discourse as it is known. How would we have felt if we try and put ourselves in their shoes? Helpless? Panicked? Certainly. These 12 men had given up their lives to follow Jesus for the last three years. They had given up their jobs, they had left their family and friends to follow him and listen to what he had to say. He was their friend, their teacher, their Lord. Once again he tells them there's not much time. He has to return to his father. His work here on earth is completed and he's warning them that he is about to go. Once again he tries to reassure them. Let not your heart be troubled. Because that's exactly how they felt. And Jesus understood. Helpless and panicked. What are they going to do without him? I'm retired now, but working as a doctor in general practice, I was influenced by many medical autobiographies in the past. In particular, A.G. Cronin's The Citadel. He was a committed Christian. I agonised with him through his descriptions of working in a poor Welsh town, struggling with the effects of disease and poverty. He describes moments of helplessness and panic, just like our frontline staff in the NHS today. It was doctors like him and others who influenced and inspired the creation of the NHS, which we are all so thankful for today. So back to the disciples, feeling helpless and panicked. But Jesus had a plan. The whole of chapter 14, he is telling his disciples why they shouldn't be troubled. Last week, we heard that Jesus was going to prepare a room for them and that he was coming back to get them. This week we read that he's not leaving them alone, but he's sending them the Holy Spirit to help them. Reassuring words and promises that they needed just at that minute when they were on the brink of the worst time in their lives. Most reassuring of all, Jesus talks about love. The only commandment John attributes to Jesus is that of loving one another. It is so deep and profound that John repeats it, and in case we didn't notice, he repeats it again and again throughout the Gospel. That's what you do when you comfort and reassure your friends. You repeat words of comfort to emphasise your sympathy and sincerity. I love the song, There is a Balm in Gilead to Make the Wounded Whole, sung by Simone, Nina Simone. It continues... If you cannot preach like Peter, if you cannot pray like Paul, you just tell the love of Jesus, how he died to save us all. I have this image of the disciples sitting in small groups, some with their head in their hands, some attentive and eagerly listening for every word, and some just crying and needing to be comforted. How would we feel? Helpless and panicked, yes but hopefully with a glimmer of hope. What did Jesus say again? If you love me, you will obey my commandments. Notice it's not the other way around. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. 
I will ask the Father, and he will send you another helper who will stay with you forever. The disciples already knew the love of God through Jesus. Now they were being promised the Holy Spirit to help them. And it is equally for us now in the present day as we obey that commandment. The promise of the Spirit is ours. Do not let your heart be troubled, for I will send you a helper. What does the Holy Spirit do for us as we live our life as believers? It reminds us that we are God's children. It reminds us of the truth. When we're tempted to feel hopeless, helpless and panicked, the Holy Spirit reminds us of God's love. And best of all, the Holy Spirit brings us peace, a deep peace in our hearts. Relying on God's Spirit to live in love, to practice grace, is what can make life extraordinary today. I hope I leave you less helpless and panicked after this reflection. Remember, Jesus started a revolution grounded in the unconditional love God had for the world, and he gave us a mandate so that we could love and change our lives and our world. I pray for you today that you may know God's peace and love in your lives. Amen. The living God journeys with us through all the twists and turns of life. He invites us here to this table where he invites us to choose life. So come, come and be nourished. Come and rediscover love. Come and find the path that God wants us to take. The God of life meets us here in bread and wine. Jesus journeyed with his disciples, leading them in paths they could never have imagined. He taught them as they travelled about life, about love, about relationship and hospitality. And he left them with a way to remember him a way to hold on to the love that he commanded of them. Taking bread and breaking it. Taking wine and sharing it. Symbols of just how far he would go to offer life in all its fullness. So we take this bread and this wine and we share them. And remember that the way Christ offered life to us was by giving his life for the whole of the world. So let us pray. God, you know how fickle your people are. You know that we quickly forget all that you've done for us. How easily we grumble and become discouraged. And yet you gave your son to show that your promise is true. That your love for the world and all that you created is real. So even when we forget you, you wait patiently so that we can easily find you again. When we turn away, you lovingly turn us back to the light of your love. As we journey through life, you dog our steps, sometimes gently nudging, sometimes prodding and sometimes dragging us towards you. You know the best ways, the ways that lead to life. And when our spirits flag, you carry us through until we can find our feet again. 
as we journey to your table. May we meet you here holding out food for our pilgrimage. Food that sustains and strengthens and brings us life. God who remembered all, we remember everyone who has journeyed with us. Those who have trodden this path before us. Those who have shown us how to travel. And we pray that we may take our place in that line of pilgrims, leading others on a journey of fulfilment in you. May we light one another's path, sharing the light that we receive from you. Help us also to scoop up those we find by the wayside, the lost and the lonely, the weary and the downtrodden, the proud and the anguished, who see no way back and no way forward. May we offer a helping hand, a cup of water, a feast of love, so that all may find strength to choose life and follow the way that you map out, the way that leads to the kingdom, a kingdom of peace and promise and justice for all people. As we feast on your body and your blood, may we know ourselves strengthened with the food of love, with more than enough to share for the sake of the kingdom. Amen. On the night of his arrest, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks to God and he broke it. He broke it and he shared it with his friends, saying, Take, eat, this is my body broken for you. Eat this. Remember my commands to love one another as I have loved you. After supper, Jesus took a cup of wine. He said, this is a new promise spilled out in my blood. Drink it, all of you, and remember me. Now our prayers of intercession. Let us pray. Ever-loving God, in the long years since the world has seen you, we come together in the hope and reassurance of your commitment to us and the life of this world. We pray for ourselves that we may be filled with the Holy Spirit, that we may be agents of peace in a world where destruction seems insurmountable, that we may be confident in your commitment to go forth in love for you and each other. We pray for our church during these difficult times. We pray for our minister Stuart and Avril. Sustain him through these challenging changes in the knowledge that he is keeping us together as a community of your followers, 
enabling us to be together online, although we can't be together physically in our church building. We bring before you, God, the people of the world, who feel it is a place of darkness and gloom right now. We remember those who are fearful for themselves and their families, and we especially remember the frontline NHS staff, care workers, and essential workers who keep us supplied with food. Bring your light onto us, O God, and may we know your love and presence in these days ahead and tentatively look to the future. In your love, in your spirit, in your life, we pray these things. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Amen.